What's up, guys, and welcome to the Underground Student Podcast. We are so glad that you are tuning in with us. Make sure you join us on Wednesday nights at 645 at Riverside Community Church. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. We can't wait to see you guys. Enjoy. As we're talking about Jungle Cruise, she gave a great description of this, but I'm going to give you the Jungle Cruise recap that I saw and read online. Dr. Lily, Lily Houghton is the girl she was talking about, enlists the aid of wisecracker skipper Frank Wolf to track and take her down the Amazon in his ramshackle boat. Together, they search for an ancient tree that holds the power to heal. That's what they're looking for, that no one believes exists. A discovery that will change the future of medicine. So if you've never seen it, that's what it's about. If you want to watch it, go watch it. It's based off the actual Disney ride, apparently, so that's cool. Anyway, I want to tell you a story. How many of you have dads who do really dumb things. All right. We're all on the same page. Love that. All right. Here's what I want to tell you. I want to tell you a story about my dad. Listen. Shh. Stop talking. Okay? I'm not going to tell you again. All right. I'm going to tell you a story about my dad. Many of you don't know my dad, but my dad, he, and he, my dad used to drive a minivan. Any dads, any parents in here have minivans? Okay, that obviously isn't cool anymore. I felt like every dad had a minivan. Yeah, Liam, you know, or Ben, you know what's up. All right, my dad had a minivan, and I'm not talking about one of those nice bougie minivans that you see on the road now, all right? Shh. Hey, listen, this was a minivan that was so old. It was like a 2007 jank silver minivan. It had the sliding doors. Like, you had to manually slide it, all right? was no push button. You had to manually slide this thing. Anyway, my dad, what he did was he, did, he was backing out of a long driveway, Apparently, my dad can't drive. That's all I'm going to put it. And he's backing up, and he doesn't see that there's a tree by the driveway, all right? We all know where this is going. And he keeps backing up, and he slams right into that tree, all right? Basically knocks down the tree. It was like a small tree. It wasn't really that big of a tree, which is kind of funny because it was like maybe this round, this big round. So it was a small tree. It's kind of hard to miss. But it put a huge dent in the back of our minivan. Like, I'm talking, you know, like where the light is, the fender, all that. Huge dent in the whole back end. Tree fell over. Tree was basically ruined. Had to get rid of it. It was a terrible. That minivan, we ended up having to, it almost basically, let's just put it this way, got totaled, all right? But it was so funny because my dad could not see. And the funny thing about it is it wasn't even just my dad. There was other dads that hit the same tree. Yes, all right? I don't know if it's just his dads that can't drive, or I just don't know if there's somebody who planted the tree put it in a very terrible spot, but that's all I'm just going to say about it. It was very, very, very misplaced, and it was so funny because my dad didn't know how to drive, and he still doesn't know how to drive because now he doesn't drive a minivan. If you ever see a big yellow car riding around Peoria, that's my dad, all right? So I don't know if you've ever seen, I don't know if you've ever seen a long yellow car. It kind of looks like a banana. That's my dad, all right? Anyway, I tell you this story, one, because as I was thinking of this movie that we were watching, or that I was watching, uh, Jungle Cruise, I tell you this because my dad couldn't see where he was going, right? As he was backing up, he couldn't see the direction that he was driving. He couldn't see the tree that was in his way. He had no direction, no idea where the tree was. And tonight, I want to talk about something specific about our lives. So I want you to draw in. I want you to listen just real quick as I talk about this. But I believe a lot of us, that is the life that we are living right now. Some of you are living that life where you have no direction and you can't see where you're going. Like my dad, he couldn't see where he was driving. He didn't see the tree coming and he ran right into the tree. 
See, some of you tonight, you have no direction of what you're doing or you're choosing to not even look backwards or look forward to where you're going. You're choosing to not listen to your parents, for example. You're barely uh, maybe coming to church anymore. You come to church half half and half. You, you, you don't really make it a priority. You don't make it a priority to read your Bible anymore. Um, you choose to do what's wrong even though you know it's wrong. I don't know how many of you can relate to that. I'm sure none of you would want to raise your hand if I asked you if you're doing something wrong right now that you know you shouldn't be doing because many people don't want to exist. And if you are admitting to that, bro, we got to have a conversation later. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, but we're all, we, we are doing things that we don't want to do in the direction of, of our life. We're not paying attention. We don't know where we're going in life. We don't know what we're doing. And many of you, you are going through life without wanting direction, right? But I love that many of you, you come to church, and, and this youth group, I don't know if you've noticed, is growing. There's so many new people. You're inviting friends. You're bringing people along with you, which I love. I want more and more people here every single week, and this is the direction. This is the place that you should be every single week. This is the direction that you should be on every single week. But see, many of you, when you leave this building, you go out of these four walls and you decide to go your own way, you're not living the right direction. You're not going the right direction that you should be going. And see, can I tell you what comes and what benefits from that? You want to know what benefits from doing your own thing and going your own direction and doing the wrong things? Nothing. Absolutely nothing benefits from doing whatever you want. Nothing benefits from it. And I love it because if you've ever seen Jungle Cruise, there was this quote that uh, Emily Blunt, who plays the, the character of Lily, she says this quote, and I love this quote, and when I heard it, I wrote it down instantly. Selfishness and arrogance gets you nowhere in life. She said that to uh, Dwayne Johnson's character, whatever, I don't even remember what his name is, but said it to Dwayne Johnson's character, and basically because he was so selfish and arrogant, and he wanted to do things his own way. He wanted to go his own direction. He wanted to plan things out his way. And so Lily says that to him, selfishness and arrogance gets you nowhere in life. And many of you at this age exactly are doing those two things. You're selfish and you're arrogant. And those two things will get us nowhere in life. And I don't want any of us in here living a selfish or arrogant life because that is not something we should be doing. That is not something that you should have with you. That is not a way to live. And here, I want to give you a definition for you. So put it Put it in perspective so you can read it and so you can see it. Selfishness. Here's the definition of selfishness. Selfishness is being concerned excessively or exclusively for oneself or one's own advantage. You only care about yourself. You only care about getting what you want. You only care about doing what you want. And then arrogance. Here's the definition for arrogance. An insulting way of believing that you are better, smarter, or more important than other people. I don't know about you, but those two things I don't want to do. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to live the life where I'm selfish, always worried about myself, always worried about what I can get, not worrying about anybody else in this life. And I definitely don't want to be arrogant. I used to be arrogant, if I'm being very honest. I never want to think that I'm better than anybody. And I think that this generation, because, and trust me, I know this generation, I'm like five years away probably from you, most of you seniors, if there's any seniors in here, and I used to live that way. I wanted to always be better than everybody. I always wanted to be the cool kid. And last week, if you were here, I talked about being that cool guy and thinking you're cool and better than everybody. And you have to prove yourself to people and you have to act funny to people. And some of you, I know you well enough to know that that's you. But my heart for each and every single one of you is that you would not live a life of being arrogant and thinking you're all that. 
and thinking you're better than everybody else and trying to put yourself out there, try to put yourself on a pedestal to act like you're better than everybody else. Because it's like what I said, that will get you nowhere in life. And I only tell you that because I know it's true because when I was your age, I told you that's exactly what I did. I wanted to be the cool guy. And I'm standing on this stage and I can tell you right now that that got me nowhere the whole time I was doing it. Every day that I was trying to be tough, I was trying to impress people, I thought it was cool in the moment, but then when I grew up, when I got older, I realized that was so pointless and such a waste of my life. And that's why I get up here every single week because I want to encourage you with those things that I have learned, which is not, I haven't learned a ton of stuff, but what I have learned, I want to impart that same wisdom to you because I believe if you take this wisdom, if you take the advice that I'm giving you, taking the advice that God is speaking into your life, I believe that he will begin to change your life for the better. But it's only if you take what is being said and you receive it and you act upon it. And see, that's the thing is some of us, we're so selfish and arrogant that once we leave these four walls, we're going to keep doing the same thing. We're only here for the food. We're only here for the candy. We're only here for the free popcorn when it's available. We're only here to play video games downstairs. We're only here to hang out with our friends. And then when you leave these four walls, you go back doing your own thing and you don't care to stay in a relationship with Jesus and continue to be better. But my heart and my prayer is that you would begin to dive into what is being said and you would acknowledge that you are maybe arrogant, you are maybe selfish, and that you need to begin to change and evaluate yourself to be better and to change. See, that's the thing I love about church is because church is a place, people, people put religion all over church, which it is a religious thing, but people love to think church is just a place that People need to be perfect. People need to be amazing. People need to have everything together. But if you're new to church and if you've never been to church in your entire life before, church is not a place where you have to be perfect. You are welcome the way you are. You can be arrogant and selfish and you can come in here all you want to. Church is in a place where you can learn and grow. That's what church is. It's a place where you can invite Jesus into your heart. And Jesus is a man who died on the cross for your sins, who wants to enter into your life and live a life with you to help you live the best life that you can possibly live. Because a life without Jesus is the worst life that you can live. A life away from the church is a life that you don't want to live. And so I want you to listen in. And if you're on your phone, I know some of y'all are on your phone because I can see you. I'm just going to call you out right now. I want you to put it away and I want you to listen. Because let's be honest tonight. This is a lot... Arrogance and selfishness is exactly how some of you are living right now. And I want you to hear that quote again. Selfishness and arrogance gets you nowhere in life. It will get you nowhere. And I want to read you this scripture verse. John 15, 5 through 7. And it says this. It says, Jesus is talking here. This is what Jesus is saying. His words right here. He says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those of you who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted to you. See, I love this scripture verse. And I think it's such a powerful verse that we can learn so many things from because it's saying, Jesus is telling us right here, those of you who remain in me, and if he remains in you, you, you welcome him into your heart, you will produce much fruit. And what is that saying? You're probably thinking, Josh, I don't want to produce fruit. But what does fruit mean? When Jesus is talking about fruit, he's talking about, he's talking about gifts. He's talking about talents. He's talking about things that you will do in this life that will be amazing. 
You will produce amazing things. You will do amazing things if you accept God into your heart. But then it goes on and it says, but if you don't do this, if you don't come to church, if you don't remain in me, if you don't read the scriptures, if you don't read the Bible, then you'll be thrown away like a useless branch. Useless. You won't be used in any way, shape, or form. God can't use you because you're not opening yourself up to be used by him. You're not opening your heart up to accept what he wants to do in your life. And then I like the ending of this. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted to you. How many of you want anything? Like I'm sure there's so many of us in this room that you have dreams, you have desires, there's things that you want in this world. And see, God wants to bless you with those things if it's his desire. And see, that's the thing. Sometimes we get a little confused because we like to think that we'll ask God for something and then he has to give it to us. And if he doesn't give it to us, then that means God doesn't love me. See, that is not what God is saying. God wants to give you everything. He wants to give you the world. He wants to give you everything that your heart's desires if it is his plan for your life. And trust me when I say God's plan for your life is the best plan that you could ever have. Because I can tell you right now, your plan is not the plan that God probably has for you. It might be, but it might also not be. I can tell you, I never imagined myself standing on a stage speaking in front of 70 students. That was not the plan for my life. Honestly, I was about to be a firefighter. Can you picture me being a firefighter? Exactly. Neither can I. But that's what I was about to do. But that's not the plan that God had for my life, and he ended up changing it. He ended up redirecting me to do something different, and now I stand on here doing what God has called me to do, and can I tell you, it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me in my entire life. And if I chose to instead do what I wanted to do, my life would suck. It would not be the plan that God has for me. It would not be what he wants me to do. And so I chose to do what he has called me to do. You need to remain in God. You need to make church a priority. You need to try to be here anytime you can possibly be here. When these doors are open, I want you to be walking in them. I want you to be in this space because this is the space that God will grow you and teach you so many things that will benefit you in life. See, church is the place where you will benefit more than you will in the world. Your friend groups, your family maybe even sometimes, Jesus is the place, church is the place that you can make true friendships. And I've seen some of you in this space make real good friends. Some of you that weren't friends before with anybody, now you're friends with people and you have new friends that you're making. And that is the group of people that you want to surround yourself with every single day. And if you're not surrounding yourself with good people, then you need to maybe get away from the people who aren't leading you into a relationship with Jesus. Who are, who are incur- if they're not encouraging you to go to church, You probably shouldn't be friends with them because you need to know that church is the place that you need to be. See, some of you, you're arrogant, you're selfish, and you wonder why life is hard. You know, maybe you're going through some different struggles, you're going through different difficulties in life. I don't know what you're dealing with in life, but I always tell people this, everybody in this room, the adults, me, anybody that you see, Pastor Michael, Pastor Miranda, my wife, me, we're all struggling with something, and everybody in this room, under the sound of my voice, has their own struggles that they're going through. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you're doing, doesn't matter where you are in life, everybody in this room is struggling with something. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how difficult your life can be. But see, some of you, you're going through difficult situations and you're asking yourself, why am I dealing with this? And see, I can tell you, 
probably the answer to that question is you aren't truly remaining in the word of God. You aren't truly coming to church every day. You're not truly praying about everything that you're going through. And that's what this is all about. And that's my encouragement to some of you tonight is that you need to be remaining in the word of God. You need to be remaining to come to church every single day. Because if you want your life to change, then you need to be here and you need to read the Bible. And some of you, if you don't even know what this book is, I will get you a book that, um, that one of the Bibles that you can read. But this is the book that can change your life. And some of you, I know it's hard. When I was your age, I was never dedicated to reading the Bible. I probably randomly went through spurts of actually reading the Bible. So I get it. I get how hard it is. I get how you don't want to do it. I get it. But the thing that I learned, and I wish I knew this when I was your age, I wish I would have picked up that book more often. I wish I would have been open to receive what my youth pastor would tell me when I went to youth group. I wish I would be open to what um, the mentors in my life were telling me. I wish I would have been more open. And that's why I stand up here every week and I encourage you to listen. I encourage you to open yourself up, to be accepting to criticism, accepting to what we have to say because I think it's so powerful and your life can be changed. And so I hope and pray that your life begins to change, and I hope you begin to surround yourself with people, and you begin to surround yourself in this book, and to read it every single day. And if you don't know where to begin, you don't know how to start, you don't know what, what to do, come talk to me. Talk to your small group leader. We're going to go into small groups after this. I want you to talk to your small group leader. Ask hard questions, because that is how you learn. That is how you grow. And here's what I wanna, how I want to end on this. So the end of the movie, I don't want to spoil it, but... They find this tree, right? What they're searching for, they find this tree. And um, basically what ends up happening is they have to basically turn the tree on, I guess you can say. They had to do something. I don't know. You can watch it yourself. And all the, the magical uh, petals that they were looking for, they had the medicine in it. They found it, and they ended up getting it. But one of the things that I loved about this, and they said this in the movie, is that the moonlight, the moonlight that was shining on the tree was keeping it alive, the moonlight was keeping the tree alive, and as soon as the moon got covered or it hid behind what was blocking the tree, the tree would start dying. And I love this idea that was said basically in the movie at the end of this because I think it's a perfect analogy of our life. See, if you know anything about Christianity, you know anything about Jesus, Jesus is the light, right? He is the light of this world. He is the light for you, and, and God and wants you to shine, God wants to shine his light on you so that you are alive in him. And see, I love that analogy at the end of the show, because it, or the end of the movie, because it says that the tree would die if the light wasn't on it. And I think that's, for some of us, our life. We might feel a little dead inside. We might feel a little weak inside. We might be dealing with some stuff, and we're not shining light. We're not shining Jesus' light on it. And that's the reason we feel a little dead inside. That's maybe the reason we feel a little slumped inside, because the light of Jesus is not shining on your life. And you need to shine the light of Jesus inside of your life. And I love what 1 John 1.5 says. It says this. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. See, this is what Jesus is saying, is that the God is the light of the world and in him is no darkness. And some of you, I think you're walking through a season of darkness. We're walking through a season of feeling alone. And see, Jesus wants to shine light on your situation. He wants to shine light in what you're going through and what you're dealing with. And some of you need to bring him in. And I don't know if there's some of you here who haven't maybe accepted Jesus into your life. You haven't accepted uh, the idea of God. You haven't accepted just him into your heart. 
And tonight, I'm going to end really early. I told you if you listened and paid attention, I would end early. And we're going to go into small groups. But I just want to pray for everybody. But I want you guys to close your eyes real quick. And this is a moment that I believe is powerful for some of us. So just close your eyes, bow your heads, and just listen for a moment. I believe that there's some people in this room that have never heard the word of God before. You've never heard about Jesus. You've never been to church. And I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know who God is speaking to right now because I believe the Holy Spirit is stirring people's hearts. And if you're feeling like a pounding on your chest, you're feeling a little excited, you're like, oh my gosh, that's me, then that means God is speaking to you right now. But I don't know who needs to hear this and I don't know who needs to be saved tonight and I don't know who needs to accept Jesus into their heart tonight. And I don't care if you've been coming here for months and months. I don't care if you've never been here in your entire life. This is for you. And so if that is you, and you're like, man, Josh, I need Jesus in my life. Man, I'm dealing with something. Josh, I need Jesus right now. I just want you to raise your hand. You want to bring Jesus in. You want him to be into your life. You can put your hands down. Now see, keep your eyes closed. So many of you have just raised your hands right now. And see, that just proves that God is working inside of your life. And see, that just proves that he wants to speak to you and challenge you. Now, now the challenge is you need to let him in. And you need to begin to allow him to change your life. And so I'm going to pray over each and every single one of you. And then we're going to go into small groups. And, and we're going to talk more about what was said tonight and more about um, just this series. But I just want to pray over each and every single one of you real quick. Real quick. God, I just want to thank you for tonight. God, I just want to thank you for allowing us to come into this space, allowing us to enter into this atmosphere, God, where we can come into your presence and we can surround ourselves with you and with other people, God. And so, Lord, I just pray for each and every single student right now who has raised their hand. God, and even the students that didn't raise their hand, Lord, I just pray right now that you'd begin to invade their hearts. God, that you'd begin to invade their life, Lord. But most importantly, I pray, God, that they begin to seek after you as well, that they begin to chase after you as well, God, that they begin diligent and following after you, God, that they get rid of maybe the selfishness that they have, that they would get rid of the arrogance that they might have and thinking they're so cool and thinking that they need to prove themselves to people, God, that they would just be who you've called them to be, God. And so I pray for each student right now, God, under the sound of my voice, and I pray that you'd begin to challenge them, God, that you'd begin to open their hearts up to what you want to do in this room, God. I believe you're raising up this next generation to do some amazing things, Lord. And so I pray you continuously challenge and you continuously protect them, God, from, from the world and from the things of this world, God. And so we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the ability to be here in this space. And we, God, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory in everything that we do and say. And in Jesus' name, we all said...